This is Randy Wimmer and welcome back to the Entrepreneur Sound Off Podcast. If you're joining us a second time, then you survived our inaugural podcast and I appreciate your perseverance and grit. But as I alluded to in our last podcast, we're going to be talking about the touchiest, feeliest topic that this podcast will ever discuss. And that is dreaming. And I say that because this podcast is designed to provide real, tangible, actionable information for entrepreneurs. So why the hell are you talking about dreaming then, Randy? Well, dreaming is the most important thing that makes all these other topics that we're going to be talking about relevant. If you don't have a dream to become an entrepreneur or a small business owner, then what the hell are you listening to this podcast for? You know, it's entitled Entrepreneur Sound Off. So if you're listening to this, you have a dream to become an entrepreneur. You have a dream to be a small business owner. You have a dream about what your business success will achieve for you and the ones you care about. I know a lot of folks, they feel a little self-conscious to talk about dreaming about a dollar amount. Hey, Never feel bad about dreaming and establishing as a goal a dollar amount. And I know that's not politically correct. But money is nothing but a currency. A currency is what you trade for goods and services. It's an enabler. Money doesn't make anybody happy. You know, you could be sitting at a table and looking at stacks of money, but unless you use that money to accomplish something that that does make you happy, it's absolutely useless. It's just paper. So I tell people that money is just nothing but a means to achieve what it is that your real goals are. It can help you buy a nicer home in a safer neighborhood for your kids and yourself. It enables you to have a broader set of experiences for your families, like vacationing in Hawaii or going to Europe or Japan, those type of things. It's having that beach house so your children can have experiences and memories of of playing on the beach during the summers. It's, It's those type of things. Why is a dream so important? Well, it's important for the following reason. Nothing else matters that we're going to be discussing unless you have that dream. It's going to keep you going. You got to believe in something. You got to believe in the payoff. Otherwise, it's going to be really hard to to really make it through this process of being a successful entrepreneur. I read a book called 10X. I wish I could cite the author off the top of my head, but I just can't. But this book, I can summarize in, in two sentences. Dream 10 times bigger than what you really would like to achieve. And the reason why is because it's going to take you 10 times more effort than what you ever dreamed it would take. There's some truth to that. Being an aspiring entrepreneur is tough. You're going to be working late at night. You're going to be constantly faced with new challenges. You're going to have to learn new things over and over and over. You're going to be receiving rejection day after day after day. The worst of all, you're going to be constantly encouraged by your friends and family to stop wasting your time chasing this childish fantasy. Personally, my in-laws would constantly be emailing me job posting for government jobs. And, uh, you know, talk about a slap in the face. It's like, ah, uh, you know, they, they know I'm trying to launch a company and yet, you know, they're telling me to give up on it and take this good, cushy government job. 
I can't tell you how many times I felt like throwing in the towel and just simply giving up. Even when entrepreneurial success found me, life seemed to get a heck of a lot worse before it started to get better. I'm going to share with you a quick little excerpt of my, um, after I won my very first prime contract. Again, it was worth $15 million. It was probably more than I could bite off and, and chew uh, for my first one, but there I was. I wanted and I had to do something with it. And this is without question my worst day as an entrepreneur. Again, I just, I just won this massive contract and I staffed it up. Man, employees, they want to get paid every payday. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I screwed up my invoicing. Uh, and that's one of the topics that I really want to discuss later on in our podcast is, is how not to screw up your, your initial invoices. So I screwed them up. So it took me several months before I got paid my first dollar bill from this massive contract as I'm hemorrhaging payroll costs every single payday. Every 15 days, I was paying like 80K. And I, I run out of money. I thought I had plenty of cash reserves, but I didn't. And I am desperate. I go to banks. Banks won't give me money. Throw up my hands and say, okay, I'll go factoring. And factoring is just another name for white-collar loan sharking. It is financially horrible. Uh, they, they, it's basically, they charge you 4% for what ultimately ends up being a 45- to 60-day loan. And it's, like I said, it's absolutely horrible. You, like, it's, it's the worst credit card rate you know, APR that you could ever find. So I thought, okay, I'll go factor. I can't find a factoring company who's willing to give me money. I'm like desperate. And I finally find one um, that's willing to work with me. And I have a payroll coming up. I say, look, I need the money like now because I got this payroll coming up and I don't have enough money to pay for it. They say, okay, I, they were saying, we think we might be able to get it to you in time. You know, and I'm like, ah. Uh. So, you know, the big joke is, is that, you know, I was laying in a fetal position under my desk, uh, 20 minutes away from having my payroll company take funds out of an account that had no funds in it, <laughs> waiting for my factoring company to wire the funds into it. Literally, I'm down to the last 20 minutes. And uh, the joke is, is that, you know, I wasn't under my desk in a fetal position whimpering. My desk was too small. I was actually behind it <laughs> in a fetal position whimpering. And that is actually a true story, man. I was literally, I was on the ground whimpering, looking at my watch, watching the seconds go by, thinking like, oh my gosh, I am 20, 20 minutes away from losing my dream. All I got to be able to do is make payroll and I become a multimillionaire. If I can't make payroll, essentially you lose your company. You lose your contract. If you can't pay your people, you, you lose your contract. Again, employees want to get paid. They're, they're so ungrateful. They want to get paid every payday. That's, that's how bad things were. And that's after I'd had success. That's after I'd won a $15 million prime contract. It was that bad. So what keeps you going in times like these? When it's so horrible, when you've been rejected over and over and over again, when you're so stressed out about X, Y, or Z, what keeps you going? Well, it's a dream. A dream is one of the absolute most powerful things known to humanity. A dream can change an entire society. It can create a new country. It can alter the future. On a personal level, a dream will keep you going 
even when the entire world turns against you. In fact, your dream is the whole reason why you're doing this whole entrepreneurial thing. Now, prior to launching my first company, Analytic Strategies, for the first time in 2003, I received a paperweight from my wife with the inscription, what would you do if you knew you would not fail? I absolutely love this quote. Why? Because it removes the cloud of self-doubt and fear of failure, allowing you to see your real dreams. You're not filtering your dreams. You're not down-selecting your dreams. You're seeing your dreams for what they really are, without any fear whatsoever of rejection or failure. However, this quote, what would you do if you knew you would not fail, has an inherent flaw. It encourages people to dream and little else. This quote will compel you to step up to the plate and swing for the fence. What it doesn't do is to make you realize that getting a base hit is absolutely required for the well-being of your family. Allows you to feel great about going up there and swinging for the fence and missing. Why? Because you had a dream and you, sw you swung for it. What it doesn't do is it doesn't make you feel bad for missing the ball and making you more motivated to get back up and do it again. And the reason why is because when you dream without having any negative consequences, you gotta ask yourself this question. Were you really putting everything into it or were you just simply going through the motions? Did you really invest no kidding, emotional equity into having success. And most of the time, almost all of the time, unless there's negative consequences associated with it, the answer to that is no. Now, the following Christmas, my kids gave me a gift that changed everything for analytic strategies and me. <clears throat> I got to be careful here or I will literally choke up. <laughs> the gift was a hardcover journal with analytic strategies painted across the top of it. And in the middle were the words, we know you can do it. Underneath that were the tiny handprints of my one and two year old sons. That gift completely changed my perspective. It turned my entrepreneurial dreams into a binding contract that was fully ratified by their tiny believing hands. I realized that failing to successfully achieve my dream of launching analytic strategies had real consequences. My failure to have entrepreneurial success would impact their future. And I didn't want that to happen. So now you know why I repeatedly relaunched analytic strategies over and over again. I was under contract to do so um, with two kids in diapers. It took analytic strategies a few attempts to be successful, but there was never any doubt that it was going to be successful. Why? Because I invested emotional equity in its success. I was fully committed. I wasn't stepping up to the plate, haphazardly swinging, swinging at the pitch, hoping that I'd make contact and then walking away feeling good about myself. It was do or die. I 
had to have business success. If I didn't, then my family would suffer and they would suffer because I had failed them. Now, I know that doesn't sound politically correct. Placing negative consequences upon a dream is not the way you're supposed to do it. I get that. That's the politically correct story. The reality, what's going to make you be successful is doing something that I call dreaming with consequences. Now, I want you to take your dream of being successful in entrepreneurship or whatever that dream is, and I want you to write down all the great and wonderful things of how it's going to impact the people you care about. And I want you to think about that for, for a while, and I want you to think about all the great things that your children, your family members, and yourself will be able to benefit, or society, whatever it is, you know, whatever your quote-unquote why is. And I want you to, to really think about all the great things that that's going to achieve. Now, tear it away from them after they've had it. There's a little joke about how do you make a person pissed off about giving them a million dollars? Have them expect that they're going to receive two million dollars. I'm going to give you an example that is very real to me right now. And that is, is I have a dream or it's, it's a goal. It's not a dream. It's a goal to become healthier, to become more fit, get in shape, lose weight, all that good stuff. And, hey, I want to feel better. I want to look better. I want my clothes to feel better. You know, all those good things. But that's not enough to get my, my lazy butt out of bed. And so I'm going to dream with consequences. Well, what happens if I don't do this? Well, <laughs> I'm probably going to develop heart disease. I'm probably going to get diabetes. I could, I could lose a limb. I could have a heart attack. I could more than certainly die before I even meet my first grandchild. Now, those are some serious consequences. Doesn't get months worth than dying a horrible death prematurely. That's pretty damn bad when it comes to, you know, to the realm of consequences. But that's still not always enough to get my lazy butt out of bed in the morning to go to the gym. So what do you have to do? You've got to create enablers. You got to create things that are going to help you accomplish that goal. Because some goals are just tough day in and day out. Any and everybody will do something for one day and get motivated. But what's going to keep you going a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, a decade from now? Striving towards the same goal with rejection after rejection, failure after failure. What's going to keep you going? you got to have some negative consequences to failure for, your, you know, for not achieving it, but you also have to have enablers. So what would be a good enabler for me? Scheduling an appointment with a trainer. Believe it or not, calling that trainer and saying, oh, I need to cancel because I can't get my lazy ass out of bed because I'm a slug, actually carries more negative consequences at that particular time than me dying a, a, you know, a horrible death prematurely. It's crazy that way, but you got to do it. Now, the other things that you could do is, you know, schedule time. Make your schedule work for you. You know, block off time that says, this is the time that I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to work out at this time. I'm going to, or this is going to be my company time. Now, I did that for my company time. There were times when I would go to work an hour early and I would work, you know, in my company before I actually started my day job. There were times that I did it um, after the kids went to bed. My, my wife would take marathon showers, so I would, I would work on it during the hour that she was getting ready to go to bed. Sometimes I would work on my company by waking up at like 5 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays and Sundays before the family woke up and I'd do it for a few hours then. 
And I won't lie to you, there were times when I did all the above. <laughs> Dreaming with consequences. Dreaming about all the great and wonderful things that can come from your success. And then thinking about how it will negatively impact all those people if you're not successful. And then creating enablers that will help you to be successful. So that wraps up today's podcast. Again, that's going to be the touchiest, feeliest thing we talk about. But at the end of the day, nothing else is even relevant without having that dream. So dream big. Dream big, document it. And here's a little side (laughs) that I learned. You know, a dream is just a dream until you actually make goals associated with it. Goals are just goals until you actually put due dates and time frames next to it. And then it becomes a project plan. So that's the the final thing I'll leave you with. Dream with consequences. Create enablers. Turn those dreams into goals. Then those goals into due dates. And now you have a plan for your success. So I will talk to you during the next podcast. See you then.